You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. It's episode 85. Uh, as usual, I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Uh, 85. I know, 85. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I don't know, um, I don't know. <laughs> by the way, Thanks for tuning in. And if you are watching us on YouTube, hello again. Uh, please be sure to also like this video. Oh, sorry, my hand, it disappears. Um, and be sure to subscribe to our channel so that you know when we post new videos. If you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. And we would also love it if you would leave us a five-star review, either on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser. Do all those things. All the things. Please. All the things. All the things. <laughs> Uh, so we both were talking before we recorded that we've had crazy weeks. Um, yeah. They're always crazy. They're always crazy. No, they're not always crazy. Some weeks I'm like, I've done nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some <laughs> weeks they're very like, I watched 13 different things this week. <laughs> that was not one of those oh, weeks. Right. This well, week was even, like, I don't have time to do anything after work. Like even just like, uh, I don't know, I went to the gym at 10 o'clock at night one night, went, went I... during my lunch break another night, like... Went, went and saw a movie that we're going to talk about. Um, so uh, obviously we're going to talk about, we haven't even said it actually, we're going to, our main feature this episode is Scream 5. So, or so just Scream, excited. just Scream. Yeah. Um, we will come back to our main feature uh, in due course. And yes. um, I saw that on Thursday. And, uh, I went saw it meal. today. <laughs> so, it's probably a bit fresher in your mind. You might have to remind me what happens. Um, so <laughs> Uh, I'm joking. Uh, and then uh, I went for a meal and uh, on Friday with a bunch of new work homies and um, work homies. Yeah. Look at you! Work homies. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not Robbie now. Like, uh. so, like, <laughs> uh, anyway. So yeah. No, it's been it's been quite a weird, busy week. Um, yeah. So got my hair cut. Like, so yeah. Uh, Mark didn't realize that my hair was dyed. Uh, my hair. I dyed my hair in September. And uh, Mark is like, no, oh, but I did, but you never have it, which is true. I usually have it pulled back. You don't but... normally have it forward. So, <laughs> so yes, like, my, my hair is dyed. <laughs> that's the first time we've had it forward. Like, I don't know that that's true, but you are the second person this week to ask maybe me I don't always wear my glasses. My well, maybe, maybe I don't always wear my, maybe yeah. I need to put my glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Maybe uh, you've done it and I've not noticed or something. I don't know. Maybe it was the dark background for Scream behind you. I mean, so. it could be. It could be. It I'm, I'm, I'm covering up the best person. There she is. Sit. Yeah. I like how she's in the middle. Yeah, like, of course. She is cool. the franchise. Let's hope they remember that. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, what have you been doing this week? Oh, man. Uh, other than driving myself crazy this week, um, I started watching ranking of kings which is an anime of course i've um, not even heard of that it is so i was crying by the second episode and i was like what is this like why why did someone recommend this to me <laughs> what is wrong with you um it is so good it's so good yeah. and it's so sweet and it's like uh, it's basically like the story of there's this land and in this land, there's all these different kingdoms and each king of the, of kingdoms is ranked according to their strength. And the kingdom that we kind of focus on, I forget the name of it, but it is originally like run by a giant. This giant has two kids. Neither one of his kids are giants. 
And his firstborn is actually deaf and mute. And so this kid cannot really communicate with people. Like they can sign to him and he can, he can read lips. Um, but like it is the, so ranking of Kings is the story of this firstborn kid and his struggles to kind of take on the mantle of King eventually. Um, and it is just the sweetest, most heartbreaking kind of story that I've watched in a long time. Um, like the shit that this kid goes through the way that people treat him or mistreat him rather, um, the way that he finally can communicate with, like, there's also a special creature. So there's this weird blob thing. I don't know. I don't know what to call the blob thing, but anyway, the kid can communicate with the blob. And so they become like companions on this long, like Odysseus type journey. Anyway, it is really good. It is really well done. There is a lot of emotion and a lot of heart in this. And uh, yeah, ranking of Kings. Like I can't say enough good things about it. It is, it's fantastic so far. Is there anything else or just that? No, just that. I have enough time for anything else. Oh no, no. Do you know, like I'm saying, like, uh, do you know Ozark season four started this week? I haven't watched it. Like so annoying. Everybody keeps telling me I need to watch that series. I haven't started it at all. Oh, you don't see it? Oh my God. When I, um, uh, so when I first discovered Ozark, there was only two seasons and I watched Mm -hmm. all two seasons within like a week. Um, and I was well, like, that's, oh. that's pretty fast for you. Like, yeah, no, it's so good, such a good show. Like, honestly, I don't even want to say it. I know I'm not going to say anything. Just watch it. Just watch <laughs> it. But it was like, oh, I really want you to come back and tell me, like, after you've seen the first season. Um, but like, it was just so good. Like, and um, and when the third season came out, I remember watching the first episode. I went to start watching the second. I was like, no, don't binge watch the third season. Take your time. <laughs> like, and then and then I like didn't watch it for like a couple of weeks or something. And then I ended up binge watching the whole thing in the end. Cause I was like, it's so addictive. Yeah. Uh, so they've released the fourth season in like two parts. And mm-hmm. I don't know when the second part's coming out. I hate it when they do this. When yeah. it's all like, and, um, but anyway, uh, so it came out like yesterday or today. I can't remember, but anyway, so I, I was going to watch it or try and watch it. And I was like, no, like I don't have time now <laughs> to concentrate on this. Yeah. So maybe, maybe next week, but, um, what I have been watching is the same as last week. Power. I am now on season two. So oh, getting uh, into the good shit now. Yeah, yeah. 50 Cent is out uh, or Kanan. Uh, and uh, it, like he's def- like, what's his name? James St. Patrick. Like he's getting it from all angles now. Like uh-huh. Uh-huh. His, his club now is owned by some tycoon. It, you know, Kanan is out and got his own agenda. Mm-hmm. Like it's all kinds of crazy now. Drama. Like, when the first season started, he was on top of the world. But the trouble is, everybody wants the crown, don't they? So, oh, yeah. I, that's the trouble in that world. I, you know, I could never be in that world. No, I wouldn't do it anyway for moral and ethical reasons. But like, <laughs> but equally, I just wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like, honestly, I wouldn't like to have all these different people want to like take you down, whether it's the police or whether it's your friends or whatever it is. Like, that is too how. funny. You're like, no, no, no. I could never, never be an underworld boss. Like, I no, I couldn't. It. No, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be a low level boss, let alone not like the top <laughs> of the chain. Like, I just, like, I, could, I, I, I just wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be way too worried about like just like, what well, getting arrested or getting taken out or whatever. Like, oh man, I. That's why I'm glad that I live a normal, straight laced life. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I am so glad I am a normal human being that has a job. <laughs> Yeah, basically, I'm regular so, things. I'm, I pay my I'm taxes. 
Like, yeah, I'm so pleased I don't break the law. I'm yeah. like above it. Like, <laughs> but I couldn't though. Like, I just couldn't sleep like at all. That would be my biggest thing. It's like I would never get a good night's sleep. I'm not like that heartless. Like, to yeah, I can't off. imagine that they these guys have those problems though. I think no, uh, no, I, I think no, he I imagine just fine. Oh no, I imagine a lot of them don't. They they must have some. I don't know, like their ability to turn their emotions off or something like that. Like I don't, or or maybe I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. No, a lot of them just have the ego. They think yeah. that they're untouchable, and they're like, "Fuck it, I sleep just fine." Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah maybe that's a little bit. They, I wouldn't. Well, they don't just wake up and become the head of a mobster family or yeah. or whatever. Like they have to work their way up. So I guess that that confidence is built up over time. Mm-hmm. Like, so I imagine if you just woke up tomorrow and you're at the head of an entire national organization, you probably would freak out. Yeah, like, a little bit. But, <laughs> like, but if you've worked your way up to it, like then you can imagine that ego comes along. Yep, it has to. Yeah, but yeah, I just, I can I can do it. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's enjoyable to watch on TV, um, but yeah, not it's not, not the life for me. So, like, I mean... I'm I'm not going to 100% agree with you on that one. Right. We're not going to do any news this week entirely. Uh, we are going to try something. Well, we kind of done it a little bit before, but we're going to yeah. going to pop up some trailers and we're going to you're going to try and hear us. We'll talk about them a little bit as we go and also talk about them uh, afterwards a little bit and uh, only two trailers, so we're not yeah. going to go nuts. So we're doing but... we're going to try to do reactions, so for those of you on YouTube, bear with us. And on the podcast, as we sort this out and on the podcast you should still be able to hear the sound on the podcast oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so all right so let's hit it oh spooky music i love us and welcome to i want him to do more stuff i have a sleeping disorder i can't tell the difference between i love that he's got a rubik's cube and dreams hello and welcome to Ah, that hurt. Yeah, that, that definitely looked like it hurt. Oh, oh, I, I love, love the music. Yeah. I also love that it's set in London. Of course you do. <laughs> we'll catch you on. You're bloody useless. Stevie. Steven. Don't you hate working with people like that? Yeah. Between eyes and dreams. Lost a contact lens. I hope you find it. Thanks. Why do you answer weird yeah. phones that oh ring? Oh my god, you're alive. What's wrong with you, Mark? Why did you call me Mark? That must be very difficult. The voice. In your head. There's chaos in you. Embrace the chaos. Okay, this is like creepy cool. It does. It does look amazing. I honestly, March thirty. So March thirtieth. Oh man! Like March thirtieth, that starts on Disney Plus, and um, yeah. So I imagine what will happen is weekly from then on. March thirtieth. I bet that's a Wednesday. I didn't actually check. Um, it is. 
is it a Wednesday? Yes, March thirtieth is. is a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is the new Friday, isn't it? So, uh, like, like <laughs> I don't know trailer. anything about Moon Knight, but like, I'll be honest with you, I I'll, trust I Oscar that, Isaac. So he's an amazing actor. Uh, the character I know is called Mark Spector. I don't know that much about Moon Knight. I know literally know very very minimal stuff i might read something before this starts uh just so i can have a bit of a clue yeah uh but i do love this set in london i love oscar isaac mm-hmm. and i do think i know a lot of people kind of joked when they saw some leaked images a few months ago but that that costume is awesome right, yeah so. and that cgi of how that costume like turns itself on it's almost like a black panther suit how it comes mm-hmm. out of the necklace like that's badass wow. I know, like, I've heard people compare kind of Moon Knight to sort of Batman like and stuff, but that was very Batman-esque. I've heard yeah. Batman, it kind of Batman-esque in terms of seeing him doing the punching and the cloak yeah. and stuff like that. I'm not saying that any of the characters are anything like each other. I, you know, they don't look like they are at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I thought that looked like a pretty cool trailer for me. Uh, yeah, it looks amazing. Like, I, again, no idea what's going on, no idea who any of these characters are, but, like, it looks good. Mm-hmm. And because it is on Disney Plus and it is part of the MCU, I will eventually watch it. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I want to watch it. We'll, we'll make sure we do a season. Yeah, watch. I mean, it's probably what six episodes, isn't oh, that? There? Yeah, they they don't normally do more than six. I don't think. No. I think it was one division six or seven. I but I think Maybe everything else. Maybe one division was eight. I was I eight, know. but they were all like half an hour long, weren't they? Yeah, they so, were shorter. And when it got like, to Falcon and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier was, was only six. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think the one division one last one was an hour. Um, Loki was six episodes, yeah. Uh, Hawkeye was six, so I think the yeah, one division is the only one that was longer, but that's only because I think the first few were half an hour long mm-hmm. because that's because they were trying to go for the whole sitcom thing, yeah. So, um, but then each episode gradually got longer, so <laughs> um, but yeah, the last one of one division I'm sure it was like an hour or so long, but yeah. So this, I reckon, yeah, six episodes, March 30th, it'll be finished by like first week in May or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, well, looks good. Like I said, I, I, now I want to know, like, who's he talking to on the phone? Who is that? Are they connected to the greater MCU as well? Like, well, now that they're is- introducing all of these secondary characters, like, I'm really interested to see how all of these characters play into the big sort of overarching MCU that we're all familiar with. Well, that's what I was about to say. So when Eternals ended, obviously we had, um, oh crap, I've forgotten his name, the actor at the very end of The Sword. Uh, obviously oh, yeah, we had Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, no, well, yeah, no, we had Blade's voice, but then um, I've forgotten the Oh, Kit Harrington. Yeah. Uh, about to pick up the sword and potentially become the Black Knight. And um, and so, like, Blade's voice we know is in the background. So we've got Blade, we've got Moon Knight. So is this going to lead into Midnight Suns? So... Ooh. Like, so I, I, you know, basically a supernatural type team. That would be awesome. I imagine that they've got, um, um, I've forgotten his name, uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, locked down for a contract which has got TV and movies in it. So, uh, you know, Marvel, what would like, be the movie that they could bring all of these characters in on? That's what I'm like, saying. are they going to appear in Blade? Because well, no, Blade's like, not a TV series, Blade's going to be a film. No, no, what I'm saying is I wonder if they're going to do like a supernatural team like Midnight Suns, like put them all together. Like right, but like still, like... they got to they gotta pop up into somebody's movie first before they oh, get yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, but this could be the way of doing it. Like maybe uh, Moon Knight has his own TV series and then shows up in um, mm-hmm. Midnight Suns or something like that. I'm willing to bet they're going to do like a Supernatural Avengers. Like that's kind of, yeah, yeah. Blade will have his own movie <clears throat> series, but then equally will we have, you know, a Supernatural Avengers, which like I say, Midnight Suns. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited. Anyway, should we flick on the next trailer, which right. I know you don't know. So the next trailer is going to be Picard, uh, season two. Uh, Jasmine's not watched season one. I have. It, in my opinion, was absolutely awful. Um, there, there was probably <laughs> Way to set like, the scene. There was like one or two good episodes, um, I'll be honest. The first episode was good. I think there was another episode later on that was good. It was generally very slow, very tedious, very boring. Um, I've already, I've already and you want me to watch this? Well... This is what I'm worried about with trailers. Just put the trailer on. Let's let's go. Like so. There are some moments that haunt us all our lives. Moments upon which history turns. Well, hello, my friend. I will say Jean-Luc Picard was my favorite captain. Welcome. Oh yeah. Well, I liked the I liked um the lady from Voyager as well. I love Q. I love Q. Do you have any idea what's happening here? I love Seven of Nine. Yeah. It has been broken. There is a divergence. I know someone. So I love that they go back in time. Understand uh-huh. the change in time. I'm gonna need some tea. Yes. Earl Grey. <laughs> Piping hot. I literally love that she hasn't aged a day. Your answers are not in the stars, and they never have been. Oh man. Earth 2024. A single change is vastly more dangerous. Back to Earth. Earth is so boring. I I love data too. Oh yeah, I love data. Well, I love look how how I set in the past a little bit. We're stronger together. You must bring us home. This is a very bumpy century. And they got the Borg by the look of it. I think I'm getting the hang of it. I believe you have one final frontier yet to come. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now that looks fun. Um... I will say, like, I remember when this first season of Picard was coming out, uh, he was on The View and he surprised Whoopi and was like, hey, here's the deal. This is going to get a second season. I want you in the second season. That is not a, like, make-believe request. That is not a, like, fantasy request. Like, I... And making space for you to come and be in the second season. And so I'm really glad that she actually accepted. That's awesome. I think it's, um, I think the trailer itself looks pretty good. Like, but I just am concerned that they just show you all the good stuff <laughs> and, and how, how, how tedious is it going to be compared to yeah, the first Yeah, to get season. there. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a very action-packed sort of trailer, but is it going to be an action-packed show mm. oh man you're gonna have we'll to see. tune in and find out well i don't know season one was <laughs> so dull like honestly i could feel my eyes going every time i watched season one i was like oh well it didn't it pick up and he was like a farmer or something like he he had 
really, really kind of left that captain life behind and was doing something. Yeah, he was retired. Yeah. yeah, he was reti- no, retired or quit or fired or something or other. And it was like yeah. 10 years of out of the world or whatever. And yeah, like, I mean, it was kind of cool that they've revisited these characters in that world from, from you know, the, the next generation and Voyager and yeah. stuff like that. So um, I never watched Deep Space Nine, but I loved Voyager. Um, Voyager was my favorite. So I love the Seven of Nine, isn't it? I think some of the nine is pretty Next cool. Next Generation was my favorite. Uh, I didn't watch all of Next Generation. I kind of flicked in and out of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Voyager, I watched all of, or probably 90% of it. Um, Deep Space Nine, I never watched any, but a lot of people talk about how good Deep Space Nine was. That so, was Cisco, right? Cisco yeah. was the captain for that one. Yeah. 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 Did you watch, I love did you Avery Brooks. No, I have. I, I've only watched bits and pieces of Deep Space Nine. I've n- never watched the whole series. A lot of people said, like, towards the end with the um, the war, there was, like, mm-hmm. a big war in the last couple of seasons or something. Uh, a lot of people talk about how good that was. So one day I might watch it. But <laughs> let's, let's be honest. That's I a lot to catch up on, though. It's, like, seven seasons or something. Like, yeah. And they're all, like, 22 episodes. So. I mean, if you think about it, Star Trek is a franchise that has been running since the 70s. So, like, catching up on Star Trek would be like catching up on Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, like, go and watch all of the Star Treks, like, but Deep Space, the one thing was, I don't remember they ever, I don't think they ever really crossed over. They didn't have any... No, not back then. No, now they would, like, if they they were all set in the same world, like, in time, they would, although Voyager was off in another universe far away, so that would never have been particularly possible, but I'm sure they would have found a way to make it work, so, (laughs) like, um, anyway... Uh, we should probably jump into our main feature. So, okay. Scream Here we five. go. Scream, scream. Well, yeah, I know. Scream 5 slash Scream. Scream like. 5. We're calling it Scream. I call it Scream 5. Um, I honestly did not even realize that it was not called scream, scream 5 until 20 minutes ago. <laughs> like, even when I went to the movie theater, like, on the ticket, it says Scream 5. Like, it doesn't say Scream. Anyway. Yeah, on the titles of the, the <clears throat> screen, it does come up and say Scream. It doesn't say Scream 5. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like the movie theater listed it as Scream Five. Like that's how <laughs> that's how they they are promoting it, as opposed to just promoting it as Scream. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know why you would do that. Like, it, which is really funny. It's a point that they address in the film. Like, it this is this is the fifth iteration of this. Like, why on earth would you drop the numbers at this point? Unless you're going to do what Fast and Furious did and give it like a subtitle, like Too Fast, Too Furious, or the Fast Five, like. I mean, if you're going to change the name, I don't know. I was going to say, I sense the reason they've dropped the five is because this is like a a reboot of type of sorts. It's a requel. Yeah. like According to the film, it's a requel. Yeah, I know. Not quite a reboot, not quite a sequel, but like a mashup of both of them. Well, because reboots people don't particularly like, so... That's why, yeah, if they'd have just done a complete reboot, like, no one would have liked this film. No. Like, like at all. No. And surprisingly, no. it is getting, well, I was surprised because I, after watching Scream 4, which, mm. by the way, for anyone listening or watching, if you have any interest in hearing what we think about the first four films of the Scream franchise, I invite you to join our Patreon because at this point, all four of those films are available. So for the low, low price of $3 or $5, you can hear all of our thoughts on all four Scream films up to this point. I would suggest you that Patreon only. 
We had a lot of fun recording those episodes, let me tell you, because uh, this is one of our favorite franchises. And I think it it has a lot of childhood nostalgia value. I mean, the childhood, but like, seriously, this franchise revolved the whole slasher genre. So give it its props. It is doing really well. It is being received well, both critically and from fans. I think right now it's currently sitting at like a 76 or 78% on uh rotten tomatoes so still still fresh um so So fresh (laughs) that's i don't understand their ratings honestly like but yes so on the tomato meter it is still red it is not green (laughs) um so scream Mm. 2022 it is from paramount which means it should be on paramount plus in the next four weeks or so fingers crossed um, this one is directed by Matt Bettinelli, Open, and Tyler Gillett. It is written by James Vanderbilt, who you might recognize from The Amazing Spider-Man, and Guy Busick, who you might recognize from Ready or Not, which if you haven't seen Ready or Not, that is also a great addition to horror. Um, I've, I've not seen it. So good. Watch it. It, 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 like, uh. it flips the script on everything that you think should be happening. Uh, Ready or Not is surprisingly good. I, I was shocked that I liked it because I thought it was just going to be like a stupid... A really stupid film and it was actually really good um of course in scream these are characters that are based on the same characters that were created by Ke- kevin williamson in the original this one stars melissa barrera jack quaid jenna ortega dylan minette mikey madison mason gooding jasmine savoy brown uh sonia benamar marley shelton courtney cox david arquette nev campbell and of course roger jackson Oh, yeah. the voice of Ghostface. Although I will say you can hear the age in his voice in this film. Unfortunately. You know, like if he is ever not able to do these films, it would be awful. If if he is unable to come back for other screen films, they just need to digitize the whole thing. Like, don't have someone replace him. It needs to be digitized. I do love it though, like his voice. Like, he, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that like he got one call with yeah. um, Sydney Prescott. He's only got the one call, but like, but I think was it Scream Four where it was like, "Welcome back, Sydney." Like, you know, and I did love that moment. Like, yeah. I, I, it, that's the one thing I probably find frustrating that it's not the same killer. Like, although it is kind of good that it's not the same killer because then it starts to become unbelievable. But like equally, in some ways would be kind of cool if there was a continuance of sorts because that whole welcome back Sydney thing. Yeah. Like it's not the same person welcome them Sydney back. It's the same hero, but like, I don't know, like. But but a different villain every time. Well, I think like with franchises like Friday the 13th or, um, like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, like you get the same villain in all of the, or Halloween, like you get the same villain in all of the films, but, but like the only way that can happen is if your villain is not human, right? Like you can't, you can't just do that with, with human characters. And I think that's kind of what makes the Scream franchise so unique is that we still get the visage of the same killer, but it's different motives, different people, different connections every time. And I think it's kind of fun because half the battle, battle, half, half the fun of watching these films is trying to beat the ending, right? You're trying to figure out who is under the mask before we get to the third act when, when it's going to be revealed. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So I think I I like that it's different every time. Um, because even though it's different every time, you're still running with the same logic, trying to figure mm. it out each time. Like the the, yeah, the yeah. way that you Who, are working it out in your brain doesn't change. Who is the killer? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Like that 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 obviously is kind of the good thing about this movie is who mm-hmm. is the killer? Like the mystery, the who done it? Like, yeah. you know. So I mean, if it was Mike Myers every time, you're like that mystery's gone. It's more yeah. like the survival. So more, it's like who's gonna yes. live? Yeah, exactly. Like, like, and whereas and, in this one, it's like who's dying? Who yeah. who who dies in this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Scream, as it's just called, 2022, uh, released in the US on the 14th of January and released in the UK on the 14th of January. So we've seen it about two weeks later. Had a budget of two, sorry, 24 million US dollars, which is hardly anything. Yeah. Uh, Still so far, more than the other Scream films, though. Yeah, like worldwide box office as of recording, which is the 23rd for me of January and 22nd of January for yourself mm-hmm. uh, has made 60 million US dollars so far worldwide box office. So, so in I mean, two weeks, it's already made more than its money back. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. They paid their money back. Yeah. If it I mean, it's, it, and it's going to keep going. Like I, I went to a 10 o'clock, 10 AM showing and hmm. there were far more people in there than I thought there would be at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I, I even a week friend. and some change later, like this film is still, putting butts in seats well i went with a friend and there was no one else in there oh boo like it was a half five showing straight from work so maybe people were busy maybe um but yeah we wanted yeah so but anyway um you got some trivia for us oh yes so all right a tiny bit of trivia we we mentioned um Oh, geez, I forgot the name of it. Oh, Ready or Not, sorry. We mentioned Ready or Not at the very beginning because one of the same screenwriters is writing this one. So in Ready or Not, it stars Samara Weaving. She almost, almost was in this version of Scream. She was going to be Sam Carpenter, who was played by uh, Melissa Barrera. But Samara was a little too busy and her schedule had no room for this. So. That would have been really cool. I think it would have been a fun little team up to have her and um, the guys from Ready or Not back together again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I honestly really loved the the lead character that we had in this one. Um, I liked the Melissa playing Sam. Um, I just, I, I really enjoyed this cast. I mean, overall, I, I liked the, the cast that we got. They were not as annoying as the cast uh, in Scream 4. I think... They did better this time around. Yeah, they were a lot better. Like they were, they were a lot better for high school kids uh, this mm-hmm. time around. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they they worked a lot better. Well, I, like I think we both agreed with Scream Four that the best character in Scream Four of the new cast was Kirby. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, we pretty much didn't like most of them, and the um, the killer of Scream Four, which spoiler um, for anyone listening who hasn't seen Scream Four, obviously Sydney's uh, cousin. I forgot her name. Yeah. What's the actress called? Oh, um, uh, Emma Roberts. Yeah, Emma Roberts. Yeah, like she's not the strongest of actresses. Like she's okay. Like uh, yeah, she was a bad villain though. Yeah, she like she would have been like a fine victim. <laughs> that sounds terrible to say, but like she was a terrible villain. I did like in Scream 4 that they kind of had the second act, though, like where the killer, so you know, like with the, when the killer gets the reveal in, in most movies, they really only have like 
sort of five minutes of, and then they kind of get killed off in most movies. Mm-hmm. So I did like that second act in Scream 4, which we did discuss actually was an addition. They added that on after they'd finished because it was meant to be left a bit more open-ended for a potential follow-up film. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they added on the second act so they could actually kill Emma Roberts off and because uh, it was going to be left that potentially Emma Roberts could carry the franchise on. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very but, glad that they chose not to go that route. Yeah, like, um, so, well, so they've kind of rejigged it and come up with this this plan rather than... Yeah, I mean, they kept a lot of elements from Scream 4. Like, we still get a group of high school kids. They kind of infused college-age kids in there because Sam and her boyfriend are five or so years older than the high Mm. school group. Um, And then, of course, we've got what they are so aptly called in the film, the legacy characters from the original Mm. series. Um, so it's a it's actually a really nice balance across the entire franchise, the way that they pulled the this cast together, because we also get Judy, who only appeared in four. Um, trying to think of any other. Ca- oh, I mean, d- definitely. Oh, I forgot to do Ran- the spoiler Ma- warning, but like Randy's sister. Yeah. Randy's sister is in here. So she was in two and then made an appearance in this one. No, no, she was in three. She made a guest appearance in Sorry. three. Yeah, Randy's sister was in three when they were in Hollywood. She showed up with the videotape. Right, right. Yeah, yeah she showed Sorry. up in three, and then she had a minor appearance in, in this film. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'll carry, I'll carry on with the trivia. So Jack Quaid uh, said in an interview that there was multiple versions of the script uh, while filming, and there were times when the cast wasn't even sure who the killer was or who wasn't, um, much like screams two three and four yes yeah um, it's always fun like when you hear the behind the scenes stuff because like it seems like they just keep getting up to the same antics like hmm. they're like we're gonna film this scene uh but this is not gonna be in the movie and we're gonna (laughs) give you this script and this is really not the script that we're actually going with but uh we're gonna film it anyway um so i like that they even kind of keep everybody on their toes i mean Mm -hmm. i'm sure that's got to be stressful (laughs) to work like that um but also, I feel like that's that's kind of what you should expect if you're signing up for Scream specifically, right? Like you're you're yeah, signing yeah. up for the the legacy of it, right? You're not so you gotta take take the hits as they come, so to speak. I, I um I think it's kind of cool, like in some ways, not knowing who the killer is, like filming. Yeah. But then equally, you must think when you do find out you are you are the killer, you're like, oh, as an actor, they must be thinking, oh, I would have acted it in a different way. But then maybe that's because they didn't want them to. Maybe they wanted to be as genuine as possible for the audience. Yeah, so, maybe. Like, yeah. So I don't know. So. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, so one big big nod in the film. It is normally when. Uh, Wes Craven was directing the films as he was the original director. Um, there would kind of always be like a throwback to Nightmare on Elm Street because that is kind of what made him famous. Um, so instead of that, this time we actually got a character named Wes. Uh, as you may or may not know, the original director, Wes Craven, passed away in 2015. So um, n- naming the character Wes was a massive, massive nod to the original director and there's a huge title card at the very end of the film before the credits roll um and it just says for wes so um there's a guy from 13 reasons why Mm -hmm. um so i thought that was a nice little tribute to wes craven i mean they they obviously kept his style because there were plenty of moments in the film where it was like 
they were building that tension and, and the way that they shot it, there were so many different camera angles where, especially in the opening sequence with, um, I cannot remember the sister's name, but Jenna Ortega's character. Um, oh, Tara. Oh yeah. Tara. So where she's in the kitchen and she is in the center of the shot. And then behind her, there are two doorways on either side of her. And it's like one doorway is pitch black. You cannot see what is in that room at all. And then the other one, it's like a look into the living room because she's standing in the kitchen. But like the whole time you're watching that scene, because we know that this, you know, there are going to be your jump scares. Like, of course, it's a horror film. Um, Mm. But like just the tension of watching her between these two doorways and just like waiting for something to move in either one of them. So I, I really think that they did, these two directors did well to kind of keep the sort of essence of the Wes Craven tension alive throughout this entire film, really. Uh, I've just seen what you've written. So this trivia, uh, Jasmine wrote it all before we started. And um, so I was just reading the next one. This one uh, is for Mark. I put this in here just for Mark. She, she said not to read it until we were recording. So, uh, <laughs> so when Richie was watching the YouTube videos, there's a clip that mentions an ad uh, mentions, sorry, mentions an interview with a survivor named Kirby that died. Um, named, sorry, mentioned a survivor called Kirby. Anyway, 10 years ago, Wes Craven also teased on Twitter that Kirby might not be dead from the previous film, uh, which I've literally been saying all these years. I really yep. hope they bring Kirby back. <laughs> annoyingly, she was not in this movie. I don't really know how they would have integrated her. And, not in this one. But if we get yeah. a Scream 6, there is plenty plenty of room to put Kirby in Scream 6. If if we're going to bring back legacy characters, like they can find a way to squeeze Kirby in. I honestly think they should have had Kirby in it somehow, somehow. But then maybe there was just too many new characters and yeah, also there were original characters, characters. Yeah. Uh, original characters too. So although they would have been awesome to have had Herbie the killer in this film. Like oh, that man. would have been But you know that would have been amazing to have had her not be in the whole film and then just have the mask pulled off like And it's Kirby. Yeah, like that would have been pretty cool. Yeah. Like, so it was really funny because like way back in 2012 on Twitter, someone asked Wes Craven, like, is Kirby really dead? And Wes Craven responded and he said, I don't think so. She was still moving when we I've cut said, away said, from that scene. I've said it the whole time. I don't believe she's dead. So I was a bit disappointed that she's not not in it. I think so, they're yeah. just trying to figure out a way to get her in there. So mm-hmm. after all, another person that popped up that I was one hundred percent not expecting was uh, they actually went and brought Skeet Ulrich back from, oh, yeah. from the very first film. So it is possible, not that he's alive. Like he is, he is definitely like a dead, vision. Yeah. Yes, he There's is. Vision, he yeah, is yeah. dead. But like, but Skeet Ulrich filmed scenes <laughs> for Scream well, Five. Also, so. multiple scenes, like multiple. Yeah. So yeah, like- I was shocked. I was. I was so shocked when when I saw him on screen. I was like, no way. And then, of course, awesome. I started thinking to myself, like, well, the TV fell on Stu. But like, is Stu really dead? Like, is so I I mean, we'll get to it later. But like, once I saw Billy Loomis, I was like, oh, I mean, then it's possible that Stu is still here, too. Awesome. Well, that, yeah, that's why I wonder where this was going, because also they made uh you know in the first you know when Tara picks up the phone and says oh the first killer is Billy Loomis and she's like wrong blah 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 mm-hmm. it's Billy and Stu I was like they've made a deliberate point there to mention yes. Stu like and um and so I start to think oh could this be but then it just but then I think also they're very clever at trying to play with you like so yeah 
and there's all these, and they know that there's all these rumors that did Stu die because he only had a TV go on him, and they, he was yeah. the only character who's never been shot. Like yep. he just had a tit say because you know how like in every movie they're like always shoot him in the head so they don't come back. Yep. And he's the only character that never got shot in the head. Now whether that was deliberate at the time or not, I don't know. Um, but that that would be awesome if one day they bring him back. But like oh, it would man. have to, but it would have to be done in a way which you just never see him throughout the film. Like it just he, yeah, it would literally have to be a killer reveal. Like he takes yeah, his mask yeah. off and he is the killer. Yeah, like that would be awesome. Like that. Yeah, if they ever that. decide to end the Scream franchise, it should end that way. Yeah, I think that would be pretty cool. Like to have like another movie and yeah, Stu pulls the mask off. But yeah. I was really like hoping once they started showing the, the sort of Billy Loomis cameos, I was like, let Stu be alive, let Stu yeah. be alive. But it would have been too uh, obvious. Well, it would have been too good. I think it would have been too good. Like this film would have been awesome if he'd have had like, I mean, not saying it wasn't awesome, but yeah. It would have been even better. Like, yeah, if especially because they did have a connection. Like, I think that was part of the fun of, mm. of it. Um, which, again, we'll get to. So that was that's that's all we got for trivia yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, you wanted to since this is a requel, a reboot sequel. Um, the rules of horror have changed yet again. So we get oh. a whole new set of rules to work with in this film. So these rules were given to us by Dewey when, uh, oh my gosh, when Sam and Richie go to Dewey after three attacks and they're like, mm-hmm. look, we got to get some help and we need to talk to an expert. Um, so the new rules, according to Dewey, rule number one, never trust the love interest. Mm-hmm. He ought to know. Rule number two, the killer's motive is always connected to something in the past, which is a theme that has run through every single screen film. Yeah. And rule number three is the first victim always has a friend group that the killer is part of. Mm-hmm. So basically, 25 minutes into this film, Dewey has given you the formula to figure out who the killer is. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I just, I loved how this, this franchise has, has taken Dewey in to me in such like a complete 180 because he was literally one of my least favorite characters from the very first film. So to take Dewey and like make him this wise old sage or seasoned, you know, veteran at this point, like Dewey has come such, such a long way. And I hate that it took five films for him to get to this point because he was always really kind of goofy and just like aloof in, in the first, at first three films, actually, um, it wasn't until like the fourth film where we kind of see like he's he's starting to become yeah. normal. Um, and then by this film, this film, we have completely bypassed normal. And now we are into like grizzly old drunk that like is so over <laughs> everything <laughs> else that it, he really didn't want to help these kids at first. Like when when they rocked up and she was like, oh, yeah, I'm Billy Loomis's kid. And he's like, I don't care. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Like, I, I have no interest in being pulled back into this bullshit. But of course, Dewey being Dewey, that, that is not how he stays. And he eventually jumps into the fray. But um, yeah, I really, I really appreciated like Dewey's arc, like through, through these five films. Um, okay, so let's jump into talking about the movie itself. So um, just a quick summary. What was your overall thoughts of Scream? Um, it still feels 
genuine, uh, I think is the, the only way to put it. It's still very meta. It is still very much an ode to the horror movies that have come before. Um, it is always kind of expanding to include new things. Like this time around, they specifically mention the new breed of horror that is more psychological horror than like slasher kind of stuff. The other, you know, the other films kind of focus on the classics like Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Halloween, those kinds of things. But this time around, we actually start talking about stuff like Hereditary or The Babadook or um, The Witch. Like they're talking about new horror, but like the new psychological horror. Um, so I, what do they call it? Elevated horror is the, the phrase that they use in the film. Uh, so I like that even though the franchise is still kind of sticking to its original guns, it is still including new things to give it a new feel, but you still realize like, I don't know, it's kind of like when a classic car changes its body style, like the Mustang of 2020 looks different than the Mustang from 1999, but like, it's still a Mustang, you know? You know, it still has the same kind of engine on the inside. All the insides are the same, but the outside has changed. Um, and I really can't think of another franchise that does this so well, where they keep the insides exactly the same and then repurpose the exterior. But it still always feels like that familiar story. Like, but, you know, we still get the familiar characters. We still get the we still get the mystery element. We still get the horror element. We still get the slasher mm. element. Like, I, I don't want to say it like a, it's a bad thing, but like nothing changes. You know, it's this is yeah. one of those franchises where nothing changes, but that is a good thing. I was going to say, like, um, I saw, unfortunately, I saw a headline. I didn't click on the article before. Um, but I saw a headline about Scream 5 been a bit like Star Wars Force Awakens in terms of, you know, because Force Awakens was mainly about the new characters, but also did kind of incorporate the legacy of like so mainly like the first one was like Han Solo and and kind of yeah and obviously they had um Leia as well um mm -hmm. but Han Solo is like the kind of meant to be that character and then the next film obviously Luke you know and the, and this film actually when I went into this I didn't realize actually the legacy characters were actually going to have a much smaller role than, oh yeah they're secondary like that yeah so I didn't realize that was going to happen at all it wasn't necessarily a bad thing because let's be honest, we've had four films of them being the main right. characters. So I wasn't particularly, bored. although Sydney, I think in the third film was hardly in it at all, really. She didn't come in for like an hour into the film. Uh, I think because obviously she could only record for like 14 days of the film. So they had to really bring her in much later into the movie. But so with this film, I think it was a deliberate You mean the fourth choice. film? No, the third film, you know, when they were in... Um, in Hollywood when they were made. So it was obviously set on the film. So was it stab three or four? Right. Thinking? Because that one is much more yeah. like uh, Dewey and Gale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then, and then Courtney comes in um, a little bit later on. So mm -hmm. I, uh, anyway, so this film, I was actually quite surprised actually like the Courtney and uh, Courtney Cook's character. And um, obviously Sydney Prescott, don't really come in, in into it until much later in the movie. And actually mm -hmm. even Dewey doesn't come into it until quite late, but then he, he's probably the main of the three of them, the one who's got more screen time of the sort of legacy characters, yeah. but it is actually mainly around the new characters. Yes. But, but this is where they did mention even in the movie about 
how it's not a reboot because obviously they still kept the original characters and they've yeah. still kept it in the same world and stuff like this, but it's like a, well, like, yeah, like, so, like they say a recall, like, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> like it's a sequel and a reboot at the same time. So right. and that's what it is. And that's a bit like what Force Awakens was. It was, a, you know, a bit of a, it was a continuation of the original story, mm-hmm. but mainly focused around a new cast, but also they kept some of the original cast around, like, yeah. you know, uh, which everybody loved. And again, you know, Han Solo got killed off at the end of Force Awakens and, unfortunately one of the originals do get, does get finally killed off i mean well i, I knew that was going to happen though like i had the wrong original in my head though like who did you think was going to get killed off? i thought they were going to kill off gail because she had asked to be killed off in the fourth one hmm. so i thought that they were going to actually kill her off in this one well maybe in the next one so anyway, yeah one by yeah. one huh the legacy goes oh. down well, I wonder if that is how it's going to go. Like, I don't know. But anyway, overall, overall, I enjoyed this movie. So yeah. there was there was, a, there was there was only one real thing I was a bit disappointed by, but like we can talk about that as we get into it. But overall, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that it was set in Whisperer. I enjoyed the end murder scene being at Stu's house. I thought that was a pretty cool twist. Yeah. Um, I feel like so. I missed that. Like, I, that had to have been news before the film came out that you know i think they were filming that that. at but like as when i when they got to the party i kept saying like this feels like this feels like Stu's house and it didn't like it literally did not hit me until sydney realized where they were and i was like oh my god it is Stu's house Uh, (laughs) Like, like So when they went into the garret, into the um, the basement, sorry. Yes. Um, and I was like thinking they did a basement scene in Scream One, like yeah. Like and I was like, okay, like I just it yeah, it wasn't ringing any any bells with me, but but anyway, um. So of the characters, we've got new characters and we've got old characters. Is there any favorites for the new characters for yourself? Ooh. Honestly, like I'm just gonna take the easy route, like my favorite new character was Sam. Mm. Um, But also side note, shout out to Jasmine Savoy Brown because she also spells her name with no E on the end. And I rarely, rarely ever see other Jasmines that spell their name the same (laughs) way that I do. So holla. Um, So Sam, I loved that character. Like she was a little bit fucked up. She had some issues that she really needed to work out. But at the same time, she was very much like, a no bullshit kind of character. So she, to me, she brought the new blood like to the screen. Cause when, when she was interacting with Sydney, she was like, look, no offense. Like I get that this is your thing. And you probably have, you know, obviously you have a lot more experience with this than I do, but let me tell you what I'm leaving this town, fuck this town. I'm never coming back. I'm going to take my sister and we're going to get the fuck out of here. And you know, she, and she specifically says like, I'm going to do something that no one else has done. And I am leaving. Like every, every time this has happened before people stick around and it's like, why do you stick around when the situation is, is this way? So she, she really tried like to do things so differently than the way that everybody else had done them. And I appreciated that about her character. Like if they brought in a new character, she had no interest in being part of the Woodsboro narrative, she was like, no, look, I know that I have a history in this town, but I, I'm getting out as soon as I can. And that's the end of it. Like, I have no ties here at all.
so my new favorite character was actually Terra. I thought she was okay. pretty awesome. So um, Jenna Ortega, do you know what she was in? I'm pretty sure she was like in the second season of You. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, hold on. Let me check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in the second season of You. I don't know what else I've seen her in. I think that might be it. Yeah, I think that's probably it. Uh, I'm just looking over her catalogue here. Apparently she was in Iron Man 3, but that was probably a minor role. Uh, yeah, she was just vice president's daughter. Like, um, So, no, I only know her from the second season of You, but I thought she was pretty amazing in this. And what I loved was that they actually, for the first time ever, the opening murder scene, the person survived, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, I, so when... Um, when she didn't die and they said that she survived and actually the fact that she was in it throughout the rest of the movie and even though she was like in a wheelchair and crutches and stuff like that she was still pretty kick-ass like yeah. and she you know, refused not... to be a victim and i love yeah. that about her too yeah and i love the fact that she took that final shot at the end and took yeah. out um one of the killers so, Amber, like, yeah yeah Amber, yeah you know i know like um but i just love the fact that she pulled that pulled that trigger and was like yeah actually this is pretty cool so um yeah but i, no, I, I think my cool. only beef was her getting herself out of her hospital bed she would have pulled every fucking stitch that she had like she would have been bleeding all over the place not just her hand like she would have been real messed up trying to get herself out of that bed and into that chair all over that shit like she, yeah, <laughs> i mean it's like you know it's not as bad as like in fear street where the girl was stabbed 11 times and survived <laughs> but like so yeah what's that um been shot nine times what's that is that 50 cent shot nine times like i no, think so yeah. yeah 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 nine times like, well De- yeah. dewey was stabbed nine times that's what yeah, he said yeah, to yeah. them he's like i've been stabbed nine times i'm not trying to do this shit again <laughs> um so actually that was a nice little segue so returning characters we had uh quite a few we had uh obviously judy hicks we had mm-hmm. obviously the original legacies you know um dewey um uh gail weathers sydney prescott mm-hmm. and we obviously had um billy loomis and then we had mindy uh randy's sister as well so there was actually what was quite nice that it wasn't just the three originals that we had a few others as well mm-hmm. so uh no kirby but one day uh anyway did you have a favorite from the original well not the original but the returning character yeah the legacy i mean it's got to yeah. be Judy. well not just legacy yeah like no be. i mean like obviously what i mean is obviously you got judy and no Mindy i never liked well. judy <laughs> <laughs> i never liked she her grew well. she grew on me though like i definitely think she was an improvement in this movie uh well because she wasn't pining after Dewey Dewey, Dewey, yeah yeah Um, I don't know I like the fact that she took it very seriously being the captain and I love that whole scene between her and her son mm -hmm. and I know they both they both got killed off which I was a bit shocked about but yeah that was I didn't see that that coming I thought one or the other I didn't think both no I didn't think both either but yeah I I didn't see that coming by I I was a bit disappointed they actually killed her off to be honest I thought like they brought her back and then they kill her off but it's just the way these things go unfortunately so I mean it happens but yeah, yeah, I mean, of all the returners, Dewey was my favorite, which yeah. I never thought I would say that. Like, I just, I never, ever thought that Dewey would be my favorite anything, but mm. he was definitely my favorite returner at this time. I think my favorite returner is going to be Billy Loomis. So that's a good one. I, I love, I love the fact that like when I only initially thought he was just going to have one like cameo right at the yeah. beginning. Um, but I love the fact that he kept coming in and especially at the end when Sam uh is is obviously um 
uh, when she's fighting for her life at the very, very yeah, end. For her life. Yeah. And then Billy basically kind of says that, you know, you're the door of a serial killer. Like, yeah. do your thing. Yeah. Like, get up and know. do something like the hell. Like, and, um, and kind of like, you know, he was, I guess, well, I guess he was He's almost of, like well, Dexter's I, dark passenger. Yeah. But he was like kind of having this whole voice of reason, like, even though he is crazy himself, like, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was kind of cool. What I loved is that they made Street Urich look younger, like how he was in the yeah. original movie, and even had the same top on with the yeah, like, very same stab bloody stab wound like yeah. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I think that was pretty cool. They did that. I honestly did not know that he was in this movie. Me so neither. It was real... I had no idea. Like when he popped up, I was like, "Holy shit!" They really went and dug up Skeet Ulrich. Like uh, that was pretty cool. Like they did that. Yeah. So like yeah. so yeah, I definitely I think he was my favorite of the returners only because yeah. the shock value i know he didn't have any real characterization oh, yeah. yeah there was no like he didn't but it was interesting I mean, I get, uh... that they played it that way like the the yeah. way that they were able to bring him back was that sam didn't know that i mean she found out when she was like 13 but sam's mom had been fooling around with billy in high school got pregnant and got married right behind it and so like never told Sam that her father or the guy she thought was her father was not actually her father. Mm. Um, so to, to take it all the way back to like Billy Loomis got someone pregnant in high school, like that, that is how far back they took this, but like she has some, because like she had a break. I, I would assume she had a mental break because she like blurted it out and kind of, she blames herself, which of course is not her fault, but she blames herself for the reason her parents got divorced. Um, so she has this psychosis that she takes medication for, but like she can see visions of Billy Loomis. And that is how they brought him back. It's because she is actively like going through some shit where she sees her dead serial killer father like mm. in her head. Um, but I thought that they did it in a way that was, uh not so overbearing like he didn't give her you know sage advice he didn't cheat the system and give her information that no one else had he was Mm. basically kind of like that little devil on a shoulder that's kind of like i don't know why you're fighting it you're just like me and she's like uh the hell i am and he's like oh it's in there there's a killer in you somewhere I thought I thought it was done well, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So the movie itself, let's talk about the structure. So there's obviously we'll break it down a little bit. Uh, the script itself, how well do you think? Did you enjoy the writing? Like, you know, I, I know they altered the script as they went along, but they obviously, you know, there's some editorial yeah. part, you know, edit editing that went into putting together this good movie. So, how did you feel it flowed? I enjoyed it as a hmm. fan of the franchise. I really enjoyed the way that they wrote this because it's kind of like the way that you described like Star Wars. Like it it was almost an overlay. Like you had the original movie or the original movie and then you had the new film and everything kind of felt similar, but it was Mm -hmm. different. Kind of like in, you know, in the comics, like in the Sunday paper where it's like spot the 10 differences between these two images. It, It was almost like you were watching the first film yeah but with different people so like i imagine that this is what it would have felt like if we had got like if this had happened in real life and then we actually got a stab series of films about it yeah so the way that they wrote it 
And I only think that this works for fans. If someone is new and this is the first Scream film that you've ever seen, there are going to be way too many callbacks and Easter eggs that you have no idea what they're referring to. Um, but I think for, for people that love these films, this was a great way to do it because we still got all of the feel of the first film, but with totally new people. And these new people did it better than any of the other new people that we've come across. Like this cast of new people was so much better than what they tried to do with four. The premise between four and five is not very different at all, at all, at all, at all. Like, I mean, it's almost identical. Like the, the biggest difference is in four, they were trying to be like streamers. Like they wanted to be internet famous. Whereas in five, they basically wanted to be, like, they wanted to make a movie just like, Stu and uh, Billy did in the first one. Yeah, so yeah. again, premise very, very much the same as the fourth film, but this one was just executed so much better. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with giving the cast something else to do other than being victims. So in the, in the fourth film, it very much feels like the only reason that you people are here is because all y'all going to die. At some point, I don't know the order and I don't know the reason, but all of you are yeah. going to die. And you you don't actually get that feeling with this film. Like there are plenty of people that make it all the way through the end of this movie. The body count is not higher, which is one of the rules from, uh, you know, one of the horror sequels from I think that was from the second film. The body count's always higher. Was high, um, yeah, but yeah. but it, that's not the case in this one. Like. Not only did Tara survive, survive yeah. yeah. Not only did Tara survive, but another one of the friend group that got stabbed multiple times also survived at the very end. So yeah. there are a lot of people that make it through this one. So I just thought that their use of the characters was so much better than what we've seen for all of the newcomers. I mean, they always, to me, treat the legacy characters pretty well, um, but this film was the first one that actually treated the new characters like they were more than just waiting their turn to die was it martha i think was it martha um not martha was it was uh it was, wasn't it mindy's mindy had two kids wasn't it is that right no well one of the kids is mindy mindy and chad no no oh what's randy's sister called martha um, martha sorry yeah. yeah she's martha sorry yeah okay. so she's... martha had twins the yeah. two twins are mindy and chad yeah, um, Chad dies and Mindy... Uh, Chad does not die. Chad... Oh, did he not die? Nope. Nope. He... Mindy waves at him at the very end of the film. After she is on the stretcher, she got stabbed. She's oh, on the stretcher. Roll and she rolls by an ambulance and Chad is in the back of the ambulance and he waves to her and she waves back. So oh, both I of those siblings survived. Yeah. I completely missed that then. But I, both honestly... of them got stabbed. They both got yeah, stabbed yeah. by the killers and they both survived, which oh, is okay. unheard well, I missed of. That. Yeah. I missed that bit. I like I did see the whole film. I just obviously didn't take that bit in. But I love the fact that those two are equally connected to a legacy character. Through, yes, they like, are Randy's obviously... niece and nephew. Yeah, I love the fact that they were Randy's niece and nephew. So mm-hmm. um I think that was cool. So um, anyway, so my thoughts on it, I actually, like you, I have to say, this is kind of like Scream 4, mm-hmm. but actually done better this time much around. Better. So like, much better than Scream 4. In fact, um, you don't even have to watch Scream 4. 
like they, they had a much stronger cast yes. well i mean kirby kirby well but, uh, yeah. um anyway they had a much stronger cast which i think helps like yes. and, and, like i think they did so much better this time around um i enjoyed it i think it was done really well in terms of writing and how it was put together and definitely the mystery element was there i was like oh i still didn't 100 know like who the killer was. i had one I I took some guesses, but I was like, I don't know. I don't want to say. Like, I don't like. Um, I definitely didn't think the boyfriend was a killer. I actually think Amber was. I did. Think I had. Amber was. I had Amber. I had her from yeah. the very beginning. There yeah, was just I something thought... about her attitude. I was like, yeah. mm, it's her. It's her, and yeah. it's someone else. But like in my head, I really, really, really thought the second killer was Stu. So other than really yeah, no, I did. I definitely thought Stu was coming back. I honestly thought that because the fact that they brought Billy back, I yeah. thought this would be amazing. Like, but actually, if you think about how amazing it would be, they're definitely saving that. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to do it. I think a hundred percent they're going to have a deformed Stu step out, like, and be the killer. And yeah. somehow, somehow it will turn out that he was behind, even even like. The Everybody. killers of this film, or something like that. Yeah, like because you know how in Scream Three, there was well, but that means he would have to have killed his own nephew, like, because that guy that died in the parking lot or whatever, that guy, they said he yeah. was still connected to everybody because he was Stu's sister's son. Yeah, but maybe Stu doesn't care. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> like maybe Stu's so far gone. Like, well, yeah, so. because uh, Emma Roberts's character in Scream Four killed her own mother. So yeah, yeah. So well, you know, I guess if you're going down the serial killer route, yeah everybody's fair uh, game yeah i guess i don't know but anyway <laughs> i think it was really ha- well handled the script was well written yeah. i think they handled the characters even the smaller characters got enough for you to be interested in um so i don't know i i enjoyed it overall in terms of its writing um did you have a favorite scene and favorite death scene at all um or are they all they the same like no they were they there weren't as many death scenes in this one but like they were more brutal to me mm, than, yeah. than any of the ones that we've gotten in any of the other films. Oh, like it's so much more in, gory. Yeah. Like in the other films, it'd be like, you get stabbed like once or twice and then that's it. But in this one, I mean, when people got stabbed, they got stabbed like 10 times or more. So mm. clearly huge spoiler here, but clearly my favorite knife? death who, who's was the one who got the knife through the face. Like who was that? Oh, that was the boyfriend at the end. Oh, okay. Um, but oh, also yeah, yeah, Wes yeah. got stabbed in the neck. So that was pretty close to getting stabbed in the face. Yeah. Um, but my favorite death, like if you could have favorite, it was Dewey. Like yeah. I really, really like as many times as Dewey had gotten stabbed in all of the other films, it was just kind of like you, when that sequence happened, I was like, oh man, I was wrong. They're not going to kill off Courtney Cox's character. They're going to kill off Dewey. Mm. And it's just like, you knew it was coming. Like you felt it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact that it was like a dual blade, like, he got stabbed in the front and the back and the way that Ghostface whispered it's an honor i was like oh man that's that's like chef's kiss right there that that was that was so perfect that was such a perfect way to kill off a legacy character like mm. it is an honor it's an honor to to take your life <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you terrible like yeah, yeah um i think to be honest like that death scene was probably my favorite as well like yeah. i mean it wasn't i was disappointed oh hold on cheers <laughs> oh. um i was disappointed they killed dewey off oh I yes would, of course i would probably if i was going to kill anyone off i would have gone with gail weathers but i think dewey's always been the heart 
Uh, Dewey, yeah. sorry, has always been the heart of this show or sorry, series of films. Uh, so killing him off had a much bigger impact, I think. Yes, um, definitely. They were never going to kill off Sidney Prescott. Like yeah. that's final film stuff if yeah. they're going to do it. I don't even know if final film will be be it, but like I still think they'll never kill off Sidney Prescott. Um, but 100%, like Dewey, I did not expect to get killed off. But when yeah. they did it, like, and like you say, they did the front and the back and yeah. all that. And I thought, to be honest, he can't survive this. But I knew yeah. at the moment, the moment they got in the lift and you saw his face turn, yeah. I was like, oh. But like, that's, that's a, okay. So that's one of the things that bugs me about this film is just like, you did not have to get that close to mm. shoot that person. Like, you oh, no, no. could have shot them at like 10 paces. You did not have to be like right in their face. Like you could have done it from the lift. Probably could have like I'm, yeah, I'm, like you're oh. you're a former cop. Like you surely you are better with a gun than that. Like you mm. you could have done that better. So that like of course that was my beef, but like yeah, man, pour one out for Dewey. Poor Dewey. <laughs> um, is there anything you would have cut or changed or anything like that from this film? <sighs> cut or changed i think i would have pulled back on mindy a bit she was very much taking after her uncle um Mm. in the way that she was always like you can't go to the basement by yourself you can't say this you can't do that oh you're gonna die well i'm reframing like she was she was randy 2.0 but she was like very over the top randy so Mm. i would have i would have pulled pulled her back some like I I think I would have written her to not necessarily be subtle but like not be so out there because I I think think Randy was better like Jamie Kennedy in general as an actor that is his personality so it fit that his character did it because Jamie Kennedy is like that Uh, but like it didn't quite fit her character the way that it fit him Uh, Mm. so that's that's what I would have tweaked a little bit um, but I mean, I liked that, that, that we still had a Randy character. Like I, I did like her and I liked the insight that she had, but I thought she was, she was over the top. Yeah. I, I, I didn't actually hate her. I thought she was kind of cool, but like, yeah, no, I didn't um, hate her. I just like, like, no, no, no. I, I, I did like that they had their own version of Randy in this film. Cause I yeah. think that's what these films have been missing since they killed him off. Mm-hmm. They should have never killed him off in the second film. It was a huge mistake. Yeah. Like huge mistake. I, I know you can't really carry on too many people over and over, like from these films, but Randy should have just got a free pass. Like, yeah or whatever like i don't know yeah. somehow or maybe <laughs> maybe he was the one maybe you know what would have been cool is maybe if it rather than dewey been stabbed at the end of scream 2 and surviving maybe they could have had dewey not get stabbed but have it be that randy suddenly is a survivor of scream 2 or something like that mm-hmm. like you know you think he died whatever and then you find out actually he's alive i don't know yeah. it's done now but i did love the fact that they brought him back for three and a videotape which i thought yeah. was cool and so, we still got a nod to him in this one um mm-hmm. yeah the the also the girlfriend character Liv Livy she was useless like there she served no purpose like she couldn't even be a good red herring either um she was the girlfriend of Chad and it's just like why are you here and it was really funny because Mindy's character was like well clearly you're not the killer because you're way too boring to be the killer <laughs> <laughs> And that actually turned out to be spot on. Like she was just yeah. one of those characters where it's like, you are 
entirely too boring. But at the same time, I also felt like maybe you guys are playing like like you did with Scream 2, where Timothy Oliphant's character, Mickey, like is not in this film for most of the film and turns out to be a killer. So like maybe that's what we're doing with her. Like she's not in this film very much. So maybe she is the killer. Uh, that is yeah. not the case. No. I, so the thing I would have changed, as you may as well talk about, so the whole final montage where we get the killer, the reveal that obviously it's Sam's boyfriend, Richie, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously we get Amber. Oh, when the moment they revealed it was Amber, which I'd guessed anyway, I was like, oh, so disappointed. Like Amber was a big disappointment for me. Um, and then Richie, Richie I thought was cool. Um, yeah. But what I would have changed is I didn't enjoy their motivations behind this whole thing that they wanted to make another movie. I was just... Well, yeah. Like, this has been done before. Yeah. I, I would have much more preferred something like a link to the past or something, not just I want to make another movie. Like, I don't know, maybe... I don't know, maybe Richie's some descendant of Stews or, or, or something. I, I don't know. Like, yeah. Uh, like I think I they might have gotten a little too preachy with the ending because the ending to me was basically chastising toxic fandom, which yes, yeah. toxic fandom is complete bullshit. And those people that kick up that shit really should get lives. But like, so for that to be the motivation for this film is the, the way that they play it in, in the movie is stab eight had come out, but stab eight was so far off track from the actual stab franchise that fans were so mad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like satire, right? Like you guys are clearly making fun of people, you know, like in the star Wars fandom that like lost their shit over the last star Wars movie. Like you to the point where they actually were starting to crowdfund to make another version of that film, right? Like you, you take the absolute worst elements of a fandom and basically turned them into serial killers uh, because he's just like, they, they show like clips on, on the YouTube video also, where it's kind of like in stab eight, the scream mask is now like this Chrome thing and Ghostface has a flamethrower. And it's kind of like, you guys have really jumped the shark with, with whatever you have going on in the stab franchise, mm-hmm. but you're right. Like I, that seems like a very weak, motivation to do what you did like yeah especially because he the richie said that he moved all the way to modesto california specifically to find sam because he found out that sam was billy loomis's daughter like that is that is a long way to go for a film franchise like i mean i can understand being a fan of something and loving something very much but like to the point where you like literally uproot your life, move to a city, like get a fake girlfriend and then go kill all of her friends. Like I don't, I, that connection is way out I, there. I, I mean, they must've really, I, I mean, Amber and him must be really disturbed individuals. Yes. To, well, clearly like, Amber was like she, yeah. she, at the very end where she was just like, Oh my God. I was like, can we please just like shoot her in the head and be done with this? Like, <laughs> Uh, so for, for the thing with Amber, like, although although they didn't really give much background in the way of either of them, um, Amber, I think, had less screen time, less origin about who she was. So her reveal that she was the killer, I just didn't care. I was like, this, yeah. this just doesn't mean anything to me. Like, you've not really 
told us enough about who she is and even the reveal of the like oh okay it's me i'm the killer but it wasn't connected like you know you know how like um in scream 2 when it was billy's mother was the killer like okay we didn't really know her at that point but i thought that was a good twist oh it's Mm -hmm. billy's mother like i was like okay okay we don't really need to know who this is but we're like it's billy's mother so i think again i don't know i just think amber should have had even if it was like okay we didn't really get to know amber in this movie but amber is also the daughter of billy or something like that like yeah. you know maybe billy slept around like I, I don't know or okay she was a lot younger than sam so it's probably not going to be billy's daughter but maybe i don't know maybe they could have aged amber up or something like that like so i i don't know i think they, i just think the most or she could have been related to Stu, like because yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they are living in Stu's house like her family bought Stu's house like that easily could have been a connection to Stu. um but yeah, also I like that, i feel like they left cool. stuff on the table because it always seemed like Amber had like an obsession with Tara mm-hmm. and it just felt like they didn't, they didn't flesh that out or play that card because mm-hmm. Wes even mentioned something before. And when, when they're all meeting up for the first time with Dewey and he's like, well, yeah, we all know that no, no guy is ever good enough for Tara. Um, making it seem like Amber had been sort of, I don't know, cock blocking uh, all of Tara suitors all this time. So I thought that there was a missed opportunity there. If, if they weren't going to have like a connection, like you said, to the first film with her, then I think she should have been a little bit more like either obsessed or connected or something with, uh, with Tara as, as a motivation. Yeah, I just, I, I, that's the only thing I would have changed is what was their motivation? Like, I didn't necessarily, I didn't think Amber was a great choice and killer. I thought Richie, actually, because we'd seen a lot of him throughout the movie mm-hmm. as the boyfriend and and how how he'd constantly wanted to get out of town and, like, you know, didn't apparently know much about these stab films. I thought he played that all really well. And, yeah. and suddenly, he like, had actually, everyone fooled. Yeah. And the, uh, and the whole Except Dewey, he, apparently. Yeah, well, do it. Do he called it out right at the very beginning? He was yes. like, "How long have you been with each other?" Like, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I thought that was pretty cool. So anyway, yeah. um, the music in the film I thought was brilliant as well. Like the fact that they had the red right hand and yep. all the kind of like you know literally the same music they have all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't need to talk about music too much, but I just love the fact that they every movie has the same yeah. music like oh yeah, so. I actually paid attention this time to the music, and when red right hand started playing, I was like, ah. There it is. There yeah. it is. I love that red right hand music. Also, like Peaky, <laughs> Peaky Blind, Peaky Blinders as well. They do it well. So, um, uh, did you feel there was like an overall message of this film? Like, I mean, all? honestly, yeah. the only message I saw was like a callback to the fourth film, which was the one of the rules in the fourth film was don't fuck with the original. Yeah. And that just seemed like the theme for this one. Mm. It's like, don't yeah, fuck yeah. with the original. Um, so that's, I mean, I love that we have so many like threads that connect all of these films together. So as a fan watching, like I enjoyed that callback to the fourth film, even though the fourth film is like my least favorite. Um, but like, yeah, I, I love that they, they kind of pull from everything, like nothing is off the table, so to speak. Mm. So, um, I think that's kind of the message is nothing is ever off the table. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love um so my I, I don't know if it's necessarily a message, but I was thinking how well timed this was compared to Scream 4. So what what I mean by that is like there's a lot of meta in this film. Yes. Um, but how well the meta is handled yes. in Scream 5 yes. versus how badly the meta was handled in in The Matrix 4. Oh, I mean, the Matrix God. 4, the meta is so cringe and awful. And yeah. like just 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 they should just never lie mm-hmm. have done it. Um, oh, I mean, they should just never have made Scream, uh, sorry, the Matrix 4. Um, like, but it goes to show you, like, this is a much better film on a much lower budget, like 24 mil. Yeah. And they've made a much better film. And even when they use the meta, which they do, they do it throughout all the films. Yes. That is well a tenet handled. of this franchise is the way that they do meta. Like, and they've just used meta so brilliantly. And yes. it kind of almost says, like, if you don't know how to do it, don't do it. Like, so right. in the Matrix, they didn't know how to do it. So they shouldn't have done it. They shouldn't have stayed. They should have stayed away from the meta. They hadn't done meta before. Like, yeah. Bringing Meta into Matrix Four out of the blue was a weird thing to see. I didn't like it in Matrix like Four. I was like, "Why are you doing it? Yeah. Why are you saying the previous ones were a game?" Like, yeah. um, and then this one, mm-hmm. we we know that the franchise is Meta, so I yes. just, I loved how well it was handled for me. So that was kind of not necessarily a message, but just a message in terms of how, how different creators can handle yeah. being Meta. But they they do it so well because and and it goes to, I guess, just like the overall planning that they put into this fifth one versus what happened with the fourth one. Sam is almost the only character who does not buy into the meta bullshit. Like Mm -hmm. she refuses to believe it. Like when when all of the meta first starts happening, when Mindy is explaining how this is a requel um, and. Uh, Sam is like, so you mean to tell me that my actual real life is fan fiction? Like, is that what you're saying right now? Which yeah. for, for the viewers, yes, that's exactly what we're saying. Like, because we know, we know how this ends. Like, yes, this is definitely fan fiction. But like, they they did this so well in Scream 5 because it's almost like everyone else, including the legacy characters, are in on the meta, except for the actual main character, Sam. Because she is so independent-minded about the situation and everything that's happening that she's almost like not quite influenced by legacy or by you know anything else that anybody has to say she's just like look the best way to get out of the situation is to literally pick myself up and get out of the situation versus like no i'm gonna avenge so and so and and i'm gonna stay here and i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna save my family and she's like I'm leaving. Like, that's how I'm going to fix the situation. Like, fuck y'all. Fuck your legacy. Fuck this town. <laughs> like, and I love that. I love the contrast of her being like, no, I don't care what you say about how this has gone before. Uh, and it's not until the very, very end when after everything happens and she's, she looks at Sydney and she's like, am I going to be okay? Yeah. And Sydney is like, eventually, like you'll, you'll work it out. Like you'll be fine. Um, but I, yeah, the the way that this franchise does meta, oh, so good, it's so good. I so okay, so we've had five screen movies, and this one kind of, I think, <clears throat> sorry, it's very different in terms of it appears to be the start of potentially a trilogy or new franchise, which obviously they wanted to do a Scream Four, but Scream Four, uh, they just. Yeah, they messed it up basically. Yeah. Uh, so this one seems like it's much more geared towards possible further movies. 
We're, we're centered around Sam and Terra and mm-hmm. potentially Randy's uh, niece and nephew, which again, I didn't realize the nephew survived. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, but it looks like Courtney and Sydney would probably be there, but not, I would imagine, as main cast again. Uh, they probably would take more of a backseat role. I can imagine they'll be there for the final, final yeah. uh, moments, but probably kind of cameoing. Like, are you interested in further ones? Or? Yes, absolutely. Also, yeah. I think like, this it's nice to see a franchise realize the mistakes that it made in a previous film and fix them mm-hmm. for the next film, which is exactly what this one did because scream four tried too hard to be very on trend, which, which meant that scream four did not age well. And of the franchise scream four is the only film that does not age well. Like, the first three films, you could pick them up and drop them in any timeline and they fit. Well, right. I mean, Scream 1, obviously the video shop scene, like. Well, I mean, technology aside, yeah. like. Yeah. Technology aside. But like the, the topic of Scream 4 was very, like streaming and trending and we want to be popular on the Internet and we want to be Internet famous and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, OK, but like. That is that is you're boxing yourself into a specific time frame, whereas this film goes back to no we are reclaiming our franchise and we are talking about making movies again which is exactly what we did in the first film so Mm. if the first film can still be prevalent after 20 some odd years then this film definitely can can still be prevalent and relevant in as far as like franchise goes so i really appreciated that they fixed a lot of the mistakes that we had with the fourth film and actually gave us a requel that was worth watching. Well, I love it actually. I didn't say this the whole way up at all. What we talk about Scream is actually this film felt a lot more grounded. Yes. Um, it wasn't silly like three and four. Like mm-hmm. three especially was very silly. Um, I liked I liked the fact that it kind of although we had meta and stuff yeah. like that, it was very much I felt kind of grounded in real world, mm-hmm. like um, so I, I enjoyed that. But anyway, in terms of sequels, I think this is definitely geared up for a sequel. And oh, if yeah. they don't, if they don't bring Stu back at some point, it's a crazy move. Like I think, oh. I think bringing Stu back is the only way to to put like a pin in this franchise and be like, okay, that that's it. We're done. This is this is officially like the end of this franchise. Like the only way I think we have literally work. come full circle. I think anyway that would work is I think they were they would have to gear as a trilogy so they'd have to do another one and then a third one and then but then make that the final film like a Scream Seven basically yeah so um, you almost feel like you've got the first Scream trilogy miss number four and then the second Scream trilogy yes. like well the only well I'd have I don't miss Scream Four bring Kirby back do you know what that would be cool is if they make Kirby the killer of the next fr- franchise no I don't think she um, should be the killer though I think they oh, bring her be back cool and twist. she becomes a legacy. I yeah, think she, ha- yeah. she has to become like a Sydney or a Gale. Since we lost Dewey, like yeah. they're going to have to bring someone back. And she's the only fan favorite left that they can bring back. People love Kirby. Like, yeah. So, so I, I don't know, though. It would be a cool twist if she was the killer, though. Like, you wouldn't see that coming. But yeah, uh, no, I want her to be a legacy. Like, I really want it to be. I almost want, like, if they're going to do, here's my idea for free, by the way. Um, <laughs> If we get another part in this franchise, at some point, the plot of the film should be 
instead of the killer luring the legacies back to Woodsboro, Mm. the killer should literally be like aggressively hunting the legacies. Like wherever they are, Gail Mm. lives in New York and she's on some New York talk show. Sydney lives in some undisclosed location. God knows where Kirby is. The next film should or the final film and if if the killer is matthew lillard even better like if the killer is Stu, even better he takes ghostface on the road and like gail dies in new york sydney dies wherever she is kirby dies wherever she is i think that would be a hell of a way to end the franchise because then you have thrown every single freaking rule out the window and and but that would be the point if you're trying to end it like that would be the point is if you're going to end it, you have to make it so that this can't happen again. And if you don't have any of the legacies, it can't happen again because then there's no real story behind anything. That'd be quite cool. Like for the final film, say to open with probably the least favorite character, like, or least, you know, say to open with say Randy's sister getting killed off or something like that. Start, start, start You start in Woodsboro and then you expand out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and then have them, kind of realizing that their days are numbered like so uh that would be quite cool and you'd have to you'd have to end with sydney like well sydney and sydney and probably sam like because obviously she's the new final girl yeah um so but anyway i i I want i want at least two more films and i want yeah i want i want them to go big bring Stu back we want Stu back I think Stu should definitely come back. Final Stu film. and his deformed TV face. Like, yeah, that, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Be like, it'd, be, it'd be like have chunks of glass, like the guy from, yeah. um, yes, like the, from, guy. The, from the Bond films. Oh, like, my with God. The diamonds. Yes. Like, yes. Like, that would be cool. So anyway, out of five, what'd you rate it? Four and a half. I can't give it a five because I give the original a five, but this one is probably my second favorite behind the first film. So I give it a four wow. and a half. It's a big, big, big leap. Yeah. Like I, I actually really enjoyed it. Like I didn't jump. I'll be honest with you. I didn't jump, but then I never jumped from any of these films. They never made me jump. Um, do you know, what? I'll, I'll match you four and a half. There you go. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoyed the film. I enjoyed talking about it. So yeah. next episode, we will review another follow on from many, many, many years of breaks. It's Ghostbusters Afterlife. We're going to look at. That's right. Be sure to get your marshmallows ready. Cause, uh, yeah, it's gonna be yeah. fun time. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching this actually. I've been really wanting to watch this. So you can follow us on social media with Geeks and Nation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please give us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Thank you very much. Cheers for listening. Have a good week. Good journey. <laughs> <laughs>